0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. yeah.
2: Scientific breakdills. Unveilings. The spiritual revelations. The openings. That's
1: fine. Mm. Hijacking the mind.
2: Aluminum bonds with intelligence. Rewind the message. Merry Christmas. 13 indigenous immigrants. State of the unison. Addressing nothing. Foundations can ruin. Level to level. Fuck the embezzlement. Tales from the crib. Hitting blood rituals. 50 scores flying over California vacation. Flying dragons. And daggers, lions, and tigers. Gotta get my parents or parish. Tap into raw flesh, vampire, vegetarian. I'm a malnutrition, chemically imbalanced, Ethiopian, in Helen Kush. Blue projects get pushed, mode with the bush. Standing on the middle line, no defining. Swirling dervish in between space and time. it's a fixed Tuesday? Another news day, north, east, west, southwest. Not here to confuse the day, just to fuse the way. Um. Another t- Chips and Tuesday and Tuesday Another news day North, East, West, South Not here to confuse the day Just diffuse the way Another different tricks, Tuesday,
1: Tuesday
3: Whether you suffer from pain in your back the aches in your knees And All rights are reserved
1: Peace
4: Everybody out there in radio land, cyberland. You are now tuned in to First World Order Radio. And this is your guest host, your good brother Jamal sitting in for the God body Blackwater the meta magician. And this is another rousing session of tips and tricks Tuesday. I want to send a shout-out to all of you all listening in. Thank you for giving your time and your attention on this Tuesday evening of March 21st, 2017, the first day of spring. So that means, uh, you know, uh, and we could say the first day of the new year. Shout-out to Brother Wally Bay. Put up a good poignant video dealing with that. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, I need to recognize visionaries behind First World Order Radio, and that is Dr. Eileen L. Bay, the Goddess Kadira L. Bay. You need to go and check them out at draleenlbay.com for all of your metaphysical, spiritual. Health, wellness, needs. Get on over there to Dr Eileen Lbay dot com. Shout out to Brother Blackwater, the Meta Magician. Uh brother always seems to, to uh humble me. We have conversations, you know, throughout the week or you know, we usually try to once a week. And, um, very interesting, uh, he reminds me of, like, the relationship between my father and my uncle, uh, my cousin would describe them as fire and ice, so, you know, my Uncle John was usually calm and collected, you know, and, uh. Picking his words and thinking before he speaks And that's how I would um, I see the brother Blackwater In that same light You know Whereas me Sometimes I can be a little uh, Shoot from the What's the word What's the phrase for this I don't always think before I speak Put it that way Shit so uh, you know, it's always good when we build, cause you know he, he drops some wisdom, like some shit makes you go, hmm. You know, you know, and I might drop a little something, but it's uh, it's very interesting that here in just the last few months, let's say starting at the the latter portion of 2016. A lot of amazing things just from connections, you know, have occurred just of meeting uh, Dr. Eileen, Sister Kadira through um, what we call the World Wide Web here That's Sister Percolis here locally, and uh, also met another sister Uh, The the same sister We call her the silent partner Because she don't like me mentioning her name on the radio She's the silent partner She's the lady who spearheaded The uh, event that we have Going on in Indianapolis Next month Which I'll touch on briefly in a second Then through those ladies uh, I ended up Meeting A group of Scholars down in Houston you know, some good young brothers down there who on top of their game uh, and also met the brother Blackwater out in uh, later on met him after I was on Dr. Eileen's show one one evening talking about the metaphysics of muscle met that brother who heard me on the show so it's just like in just a few months you know, I'm not a social butterfly so for me to meet, you know, people who own The Frequency. That's um, uh, something to really marvel at because we know that we walk around our neighborhoods and our cities and there's very few people we can talk to on a certain level, you know, and you always find yourself in a position where you have to Bring yourself to the level Of those around you And that's not to be on any Uppity or ego thing It's just the way it is That's the way it was spelled out In um, You know The perfect speech of Asclepius Coming out of her, hermetic texts Out of ancient Kemet You know that the the wise man Would be seen as a fool And the fool would be seen as the wise man And, and I'd be damned if we are not in those times Right now Um So shout out to everybody. Shout out to my wife. Uh, Cutting for a brother. Shout out to my mother and my children and the rest of the family, you know. Just uh, always happy to have an opportunity to get on here and dig into a little bit of science. I want to say, before I get into that, let me remind everybody that April 8th, 2017, the Inner Sanctum presents the Gnosis, Awakening Minds, Cracking the Bible Code. I'll be the keynote speaker or lecturer um, in Indianapolis on the 8th at Unity Center, which is located at 2163 North Illinois Street. That's Indianapolis, Indiana, 46202. Once again, Saturday, April 8th, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, and if they'll let me go a little longer, we're gonna go beyond eight. We're gonna we're gonna get it in. $15 donation at the door. For details, email Miss Zeta9 at gmail.com. That's M S. Z is in Zach, A, B is in Derek, A, nine, that's the number nine, at gmail.com. All right? We're going to talk about a little bit of everything, basically. Whatever level you're at, you're, you're, you're in the church and you're having some rumblings in your belly and you're looking to explore and you just don't know, you know something ain't right but you're scared, this is where you need to come out. If you already have left the church and you're already into some higher studies, come on out anyway. You've already been into this and you've got quite a bit of information. You've been studying for a while. Still, come on out because there's going to be some food for everybody to eat on because we're going to go from the simple to the complex, yet it's going to all seem very simple. That's going to be the beauty of this. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Indianapolis folk and family
0: on April
4: 8th and surrounding areas, Louisville, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Chicago. Come on out. Gary, Indiana, Columbus. Look forward to seeing y'all in the place here in just a few weeks. Now, getting down to business. First and foremost well ain't first and foremost, I done said that about twenty times. Um hold on sir. like we got a let me see if the homie he got his flag up. See if he had a comment. But um I wanna say just about Just information, period. When we are looking to get any information, I think it's important for all of us to attempt to keep some degree of open-mindedness and understand that um, how we should approach this. What is this that I'm talking about? I'm gonna call it higher learning. Higher learning. And when we put it in that category, it puts a diff it puts a certain aura or spirit around it. Higher learning. If if higher learning is the cause, then that means we are we are charged to keep our minds open, um, to stretching and entertaining maybe some information that is foreign or new or that maybe you don't even agree with. Maybe it doesn't align with um, whomever your teacher has been or the person whose information you follow the most. Um, we, The goal is for us to approach this like a Ph.D. program and – we're pushing ourselves beyond predetermined or pre-established boundaries to boldly go where no mind has gone before. And I want to put that out on the table because, uh, I mean, it's impossible for us to agree all the time and we should That means we're robots and we have lost any form of identity or Uh, free, independent thought. So we should disagree, but we should also be active listeners. See, there's a difference between an active listener and a selective listener. A selective listener is listening to hear what they want to hear or to hear something to rebut it's like last the last time I was on, I talk about black, and when the videos posted, first comment is black means white. Now it was obvious that the person did not listen to the whole broadcast because I addressed that. I mean, we've if you followed Dr. Eileen, hell, he said that 15 years ago. Taj Tariq Bay said that. Fifteen twenty years ago, or more, I mean, so I mean it, it's not like um, we don't know that ain't heard that, but see that's an example of it's good for us to have information, but we're in a climate now where it's we want to debate and we want to show our chops we want to we want to try to show somebody up. You know, and we do that before we take time to listen. Take time just to listen and see. Listen to the whole thing. See what is the person really saying. Can I learn something? Because, see, if my mind is already geared towards debate, I have shut down a degree of myself to where I'm no longer a vessel to learn. So I just want us to be encouraged to to. To not lose sight of that. Um, Something else I was going to say in that regard, but hell, I forgot. Either way. um, So getting into this tonight, I lost my train of thought. Hell, I said enough on it. The topic for tonight is prosperity metaphysics. Prosperity Metaphysics And I want to open up With one of the masters And I want to let him Shout out to the To the God One of the one of the Houston gods down there uh, Brother Gino And that's, that's Gino and Krishna down there And the homie Tub You know the, Those Houston gods But the, the homie Gino sent this to me and it's been on. You know, we've seen this, uh, but I uh, think this would be uh, a timely little quick snippet. Check this out. And the
3: creator who created it, pain and suffering
1: is the only
3: true thing that is pure. Suffering is just like the God and honor. Now, honor, if you get the book, the book has a book called. Uh, the Book of Enoch, and in there she has to go through a whole series of transformations. and she has to take off all this jewelry, all her clothes, that she has to strip because she's just ascending into a world to get to a higher level. And at the end of the journey, she dies. and when she dies, she literally, uh, she literally uh, uh, gains a whole lot of um, spiritual insight and spiritual power. Also, to do what she wants to do. So, the Anana story was also changed to Job in the book because they can't have the, the, the woman going through the process in the patriarchal religion. So, Job becomes the great sufferer. Um, and black people, in a sense, are the masters of suffering. He said, well, Why do I have to suffer? Because suffering is the only thing that is pure. Because if this is a if you're in a prison and you rebel against the prison, that's pure. You don't never want a doggo except the prison that you're in. So, pain and suffering is the only thing that is pure. And so, therefore, it's inevitable. See like we can't shake this pain and suffering on some kind of level and stuff. Look like we are on the right down press, but that shit will follow us like right damn love
1: you. You see what
3: I'm saying? Pain and suffering gonna come and you can catch your coat all the hell you want, but if something will go wrong, it will. You see what I'm saying? You know, that that's just the way it is. Why the hell do you think these white Jews are trying to doggone code of the market on this suffering back? You see know what I'm saying? And why is it, like I said, why is it that the movie Hellraiser, when you, when you, when they saw the little, the these Syllabites come and all and they do all on kind of horrible things for pain and suffering. But so they're trying to tell you this is pain and suffering in an illusionary world. It may be pain and suffering in the matrix, but in actuality, it is paradise outside this illusionary world. Mm-hmm. And what is the white boy saying to do to, to, to give you an anesthesia? Right. Remember, you know, he causes an incontinuous towards learning. The white boy causes an incontinuous towards learning and understanding because he calls it luxury. You see what I'm saying? Which is the dog, anesthesia. You see what I'm saying? So even our protest that we talk about is all still based on luxury. Right. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes shit that ain't going right in this man's world that you want to go back right to, you can
1: not have no problem. You see what I'm
3: saying? Right. It's trash. And I have to keep reminding myself this shit does not exist. We're a bunch of dead
1: people
4: thinking we are alive. Right. I mean dead millions of years ago. That's what this said. the description that there was a group of people that died. All right. That was the God Bobby Hemmett, little excerpt of one of his lectures, and he's talking about suffering. And he's basically given a context to suffering. An understanding of what it is and why is it we seem to have cornered the market as black people on suffering. I thought that was very fitting for tonight's topic of prosperity metaphysics. Because what I want to lay out before you tonight is uh, how things are altered and changed in the matrix Something that may that that begins pure and and sincere in its inception, and how the matrix in its attempt to survive, we always think it directly opposes that which it does not align with. No, a lot of times what it does is it, it, it attaches itself to it. That old saying. Keep your friends close but your enemies closer. Well, the matrix believes in that wholeheartedly, and we're going to get to that. So first, let me start here with just some basic stuff. I'm going to go real quick because I know a lot of y'all are advanced, but this is just for people who just may need a little touch-up. Metaphysics is the study of what goes beyond the physical or corporeal world. I'm going to leave it at that. Quick to the point. In the world of academia, this falls under liberal arts, which would be philosophy. And one of the modalities discussed in philosophy, you know, you get up into solipsism and epistemology. We're just going to, we're going to look at this from the standpoint of ontology. Metaphysics deals with ontology. Um, and that's the study of the nature of being, Okay. Now, what happens a lot of times is we make it clear and open that we're having a metaphysical discussion and people then enter the discussion introducing something that is not necessarily being viewed through a metaphysical lens. And that's what We're talking about about having an open mind and being an active listener. See, an active listener is going to listen and say, okay, they're talking about how to bake a cake. So I'm not going to come into a cake baking tutorial and then argue with you about how to fry chicken. I told you from the beginning, this is dealing with baking cakes. It's not saying anything is wrong with frying chicken, but that ain't what we're talking about. So I want to make sure we understand what's the crux of the car. We're dealing with metaphysics, all right? Now, when we talk about the matrix, the matrix is the physical world, all right? Now, simply the word matrix means womb. So when we talk about the matrix as it applies to our existence, it's the womb of creation, but that womb of creation is also entrapment. But in entrapping us, it is providing a university for us to learn. You know, have you known some brothers or sisters who've been locked down? And, you know, while they were locked down, they, 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 they had time on their hands. And then hell they just started reading and started studying and you know and, and, and transformed while they were locked down. Well that that's a microcosm of the macrocosm. Our existence is a degree of being locked down. But let me tell you something about this matrix that we're locked down in. It is malleable. Keep that in mind. This matrix is malleable. That means the matrix as associated with the ego I Understand what we're saying By the ego The ego as in the conscious Physical brain as Is the ego It will use that ego The matrix wheel To morph into whatever is necessary For survival And that's what I was alluding to earlier That you just don't always go up And attack something that you Are against One of the more Deceptive strategies Is to align with it And you go in and work As a mole You go in and work undercover Quiet, you're stealth That's what the matrix does Through the ego It morphs it The matrix job is to Try to survive And the ego's job Is to try to survive At any cost now, this matrix will trick you into believing that you are outside of it when it has only changed, when you have only changed or it has only changed its appearance to give you that false perception. Understand what I'm saying. We, we sometimes get a little egotistical when we feel like we are privy To some information or knowledge That maybe the general masses Aren't privy to And A path of enlightenment Turns into A bully pulpit Where um, We're constantly reminding Others that they're not on our level Or We're constantly Looking to solidify ourselves as being advanced. Now, understand what that is. That is still co-opting to the matrix because if my attention gets diverted to going to the barbershop, I'm going to drop on these dudes at the barber shop. You know, I'm gonna. I'm oh, I know they're gonna be in there talking. I'm gonna I'm I'm shut them down when I get in there. Okay, just in that little instance, that means my focus has shifted from my personal enlightenment, developing my light, and I ain't talking about no fruity new age, bumblebees, birds, and butterflies. Oh, the light, you know, I'm no.
1: The light
4: is a very powerful symbol because the light, as in the lightsaber, becomes the sword. Becomes the the uh, the phallus becomes the fire that burns up the illusionary world. So when you are developing your light, you are developing it for a purpose to cut burn up so if my attention gets diverted to um, I want to drop on these people or let them know how they're not where I'm at I'm not doing what I said or set out to do I've been co-opted by the matrix Bobby Hemet talked about how In the 80s A shift occurred in the black church Whereas the 80s left out A new era came in of the 90s With you know Bill Clinton And the new type of preacher And the new type of gospel Well I want to say something on that Some people think that Because you haven't been speaking in this this community that we say we have for a long time, we haven't seen you. That you know, you just now learning something, and you 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 ain't know nothing. Well, I want to. I just want to share something, and it's just re- real quick, just and I'm because it's, it's gonna line up with the church thing. I grew up in a household. It's just me personally. I just want to lay a little foundation for who I am. I grew up in a household where my father was one of the few black men that I knew of with a, with a personal library in the 1970s and the 80s. The first term paper I ever wrote was produced from my father's library in the eighth grade. That was around 1990, and it was on Nubia Ethiopia And all my books That I used for my term paper Came out of my daddy's library And you have to leave the house Now Throughout my life I had my ups and downs where so I ain't not want to Can nothing about none of that information But it was in bits and pieces I was introduced to people like John Henry Clark Before YouTube Chancellor Williams Ivan Van Serta, C Eric Lincoln, James Cone, E Franklin Frazier. Now, and these last three, these are people you want to you don't hear much about. C Eric Franklin, James Cone, and E Franklin Frazier, these were trailblazers on the in the in the realm of black theology. These were people who were laying down the foundation of Um, And another guy Oh God Uh, Albert C. Cleach One of my daddy's favorite preachers He was another one who was Instrumental in laying down This black theology Along with Alan Clayton Powell Jr. They played an integral role Because They Introduced the concept of Why does Jesus have to be white He had to have been black And Moses had to have been black Abraham had Now we know now We're further advanced We know that these are mythological characters But they did A monumental job at that time You're talking about the 70s Late 60s 70s Going on into the 80s Of a whole new type of Theology Theology what they were actually doing were creating their own mythology which is powerful they were redirecting and recreating their own narrative very powerful so these are people that my father introduced me to I'm saying this because I you know, there, you know people make comments suggesting that because you know People don't know who you are and this and that, and you knew, and you, you crawl from under some rock, and you ain't know nothing. And, and we need to have a level of respect and understand we got a lot of people out here who are serious about studying and knowing and creating and affecting the world and the cosmos, And it's not those who run in their mouth all the time because people are quiet does not mean that they are not serious and about their business. As I said in church, kingdom building. When we're talking about the real kingdom building, we know that we are the temple and we know that we are the kingdom. Luke 17 and 21 says the kingdom of God is within you. So I just want to put that out there I'm from a little small town Called Asheville, North Carolina And As I said My father Had laid this foundation For me And around this same time as I'm a young Boy in the the early 80s There was An Afrocentric movement That was Exploding All right it had filtered down into some black churches in my little town, in particular, there was a church, Brown's Temple Church, Brown's Temple CME Church, pastored by a brother named Linwood Leverett, who's transitioned. But he had an African Center church. You know, they wore all the uh, dashikis and the. Uh, Kufis and things of that nature. Had another pastor named O.T. Toms, New Mount Olive Baptist Church, who took a somewhat African approach and uh, what you what they would call then kind of radical type approach, challenging the city and things of that nature. But on the flip side, you had those other old timey preachers who were still the Lord is coming back one day, and you better get yourself right, cause He's coming back for His kingdom, and and we call it fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone preachers. So we had a preacher named at stone named B.F. Brewer, and he was an old school fire and brimstone preacher. That was the '80s. You had your more, some of your more radical churches. You know, radical is if you had any type of African association in your church, that was considered radical. And you had the other ones who weren't going to touch that, and they just wanted to to the old Sunday school lesson and just want to get right with God. All right? So I was able to witness, although I was not cognizant, of uh, what law was going on behind the scenes, I was paying attention and seeing a shift in old cause as the eighties went out, those old preachers start dying off or get or retiring. And when the nineties came in with Clinton, I'm in high school now. And a new preacher arises. A young, more attractive preacher, better dressed, more charismatic better vocabulary, and there's a new message. There are even new types of gospel songs. We have now a greater influx of what's called contemporary gospel, whereas we grew up with old hymnals and, and, and uh, uh, just stomped down gospel music. As this new preacher comes in, we got an, even a new type of music, contemporary but well, You can't tell is this nigga singing R&D Or is this some damn Jesus music Lord You lay me down I'm like what is this Jodeci So that was the changing Brigade and that was not by happenstance Now what's ironic is that As we look back now from 2017 And, and you know, and re-examine things, we know now that the 90s, although in black Christianity it was changing over and getting something that was already defunct was getting watered down even more as they went into the 90s, we see, too, that the 90s were the golden era for black underground metaphysics. Golden era So we can deduce then That as that golden era was taken off in metaphysics There needed to be something in the church to counter that To counter a mass migration of people out of the church So there needed to be an updated version of the Christian gospel Now God wants you to get paid God wants you to be prosperous And we get something called Prosperity gospel Very interesting And this was the hand Like I say, the hand was forced By the Afrocentric And the metaphysical movements In the black world And even the new age movement with white folk Now we can say that around 2008 a change Occurred in the, metaf- in the Black metaphysical community To offset the foundation That had been laid over the 20 years leading Up to then That was a shift that occurred We could say, we could argue that the same shift that occurred with the church in the 90s started to occur with the underground metaphysical world, or just what we want to say, that term, conscious community, in 2008, with the rising of YouTube. We can say that what happened... Or what was ushered in was the era of prosperity metaphysics. The show and prove era. If you ain't got no money, you ain't got no magic. We can see and see you when you're looking at going back and re examining time, you gotta look at the different things going on within that time span. You see that even hip hop, you know had gone big willy, you know, let's say nineteen, late 90s. You know, you got Jay-Z, then Cash Money comes out, then No Limit Records. You know, and the focus is on showing you how much I got monetarily. I'm going to put it in your face. You know, there's less on the lyrics, and there's more about just, you know, bling bling. And I mean that's even in R and B, even even a old school R and B person, Ron Isley does the song with R Kelly or the series of songs. He becomes his character, Mister Big. You know, he even puts in his lyrics about driving in his new Mercedes, and
2: uh,
4: so we see that that became the status quo, and that laid the foundation for what led up to this change in the conscious community. This thing, going all the way back to the the heyday of Bobby Hemmett, Phil Valentine, Delbert Blair, you got Dr. Eileen coming out. Um, late '90s, early 2000s. You know, um, call these old school cats. And what you had with these cats, and still have with with, you know, you still have some who are still going. Was we we're looking at this whole vehicle. Was being driven toward final results or some form of transformation, some form of transmutation. That was what it was about. You go back and look at these old lectures, listen to it, listen to what they're saying. Even the Layla Africa lectures, you know, I mean, Wayne Chan, I mean, listen to the lectures. It's talking about transformation. In some regards, what we see a lot of now is the straight-up hustling. That's not all the way across the board, but there's a lot of it that has filtered into the mix and Clouding and choking out a lot of truth, and that's by design, it didn't just happen. So, let me say this the preacher gets bashed, while at the same time, the tactics the same tactics that the preacher gets bashed for, he uses they are used to sway and hypnotize people in this community as well. In the church, you got to cater to the women. In this community, cater to the women. Why? I talked about this the last time I was on. I ain't going to get all, go down a long road on that. But, you know, it's just traditionally women are just more supportive. You know, men tend sometimes to, you know, be a little less supportive, not all the way across the board, but we tend to at times, you know, more competitive and combative. So you've got to cater to the women. The preacher says that he has his ear to the heart of God and that being the man of God, it's necessary that he shepherd his flock. Well, some other conscious gurus do the same thing. They tell you, unless you sit up under their helm or their wing or at their feet, you ain't going to figure out the secrets. Now, I ask you, how is that different from the preaching that we talk so much about? Now, I want to get into some game. I want to give you some game, or as, 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 as they say now, some cloth talk. All right? Let me give you some game. If I really wanted to just run game on people, one thing I would do, because it works, is reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. Let me tell you one of the ways you do this thing. You present yourself as always fool. And what do I mean by fool? I mean that you ain't in need of nothing. Everything's in order. I ain't missing no meals. Bills is paid. Shit is popping. Everything's great. I'm on top. Collar popping. Pimping. Slamming Cadillac does. You know, whatever. Because this is what happens. People are eager to give money to people that they don't think need it. Real talk. Serious business. Case in point, let's just take a local celebrity. A local celebrity can quite often walk into an establishment and get free services, although they have tons of discretionary income. Let's just take somebody locally who might work for one of your uh, big three or big four uh, affiliates. If they are uh, someone who is tenured and they've been there, like, you know, let's say uh, Dale Hansen on Channel 8 or let's say uh, somebody like uh, uh, one of these other – any of these people on these stations, these people – been making wells into six figures for years. I mean, Dale Hansen probably making psh, half a million dollars being conservative and been making that type of money for years. So he wouldn't need no damn charity. But I, I bet you these five cents I got in my pocket. Walk into a certain establishment, he's going to be like, oh, Dale, every don't worry. Drink, man, what do you want to eat? because that's our nature. We worship people if they can't present themselves effectively as being um, well off. We tend to worship that. I'm gonna get into what that all what that what that really stems from. We treat people whom we perceive as stars better than everyday people. You know, we'll spit on the homeless person and run out and jump in front of a car for our favorite celebrity or, or, or guru or star because we have that Messiah issue. Now, another thing that they do is part of the game. Is constantly stressed to you how they could care less whether you listen to them or continue to support them. I want to repeat that, and I want you to pay attention and see where you get that message. Constantly stressed to you how they could care less whether you listen to them or continue to support them. That's called Wolf Tickets. Let me tell you something. I'm, see, I, I, I pride myself in keeping it real. I tried that shit with my fitness business. I was making a lot of money, at least for me. I ain't never made no money like that. And I got to a point where, you know, I just started saying what was on my mind to people. You know, I always want to tell you, your fucking breath stank. You know, just, you know, just, just, uh, because I was starting to go through a transformation and didn't know what it was and just went about it all, just, just crazy. Well, long story short, I did a good job of running people off. Because I figured, you know, that ego, that ego is a mother. I'm figuring, you know, I don't need you. I got all these people. You know, I don't need you, you know. But what will happen is that attitude creates an energy vortex, and you start to radiate that, and people start to whisper. You know, so and so. what's going on? I'm getting tired of this shit. Next thing you know, you keep on practicing with talking down to folk and this and that, and you get what you say you want it. Nobody's around. They talk down to you constantly and drive home the mental programming that you are beneath them. Now, let me give you an academic term. It's called the theory of self-concept. This is a term that comes out of sociology. And I guess you could say this is a, one of those sociology and psychology overlap in a lot of ways. So this would apply to both fields, in a way, but the theory of self-concept says that if I tell you, if if I'm in a position of assumed authority, and I give you a certain message over and no, over, if I tell you, you dumb, you stupid, your mama ain't never been nothing, your daddy ain't never been nothing, you ain't gonna be nothing, well. If I'm in a position where you have accepted my authority, there's a chance that I can have an impact on you through my words. Now, scientifically, from bioscience or biology, specifically cell biology, that's called epigenetics. That means that your environment, the environment of the cell takes precedence over precedence over the Genetic makeup of the cell. We've always thought that you are a slave to your genes. But what epigenetics has proven is that the environment takes precedence over your genetic makeup. So that same concept applies with the theory of self-concept. That teacher who kept, keeps telling them children that they're dumb, she, He or she is providing the environment for them to be dumb. But that teacher that constantly challenges and says, no, I respect you. You are intelligent. You can learn. This is how I get on my girls. You know, no, I'm not getting on you. I I, I would not get on you so hard if you were not capable of doing better. I'm getting on you because I know you're great. I know you're intelligent. I know you can do better, so I expect you. Now I have pre- created an environment of excellence. But if I'm trying to constantly present to you this idea that you're beneath me, then I need to always tear you down a little bit. Yeah, I'll tell you here and there. You're capable, but I always got to come and cut you. You know, it's like uh, uh, I'm going to give you a compliment and slap the shit out of you at the same time. Because I'm secretly insecure. Constantly remind you that you ain't there yet. I was telling the sister earlier, I used to work for 24-Hour Fitness when I first started training like 14 years ago or so. And I remember that we had this BS they would give us to do with clients. One, they would have us print out diets off a computer that have people eating ham sandwiches with uh, one bag of Lay's, plain Lay's chips. And I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Ain't nobody going to get no results eating this. So I book the system there. I said, nope. I'll get me a little notepad. I'll start writing out my own little diets for people for my clients and give it to them. All right. They also had this thing want wants to go by this little pyramid where at the bottom is stability, and then when the person's stability gets better, then you can move them to strength training, and once the strength training gets better, you can move them to power. So the hustle was this. A person might buy 10 sessions of personal training, all right, and they might have paid like five, $600 for that. You run them through them 10 sessions, and you come back and say, well, I notice your core is still a little weak. need to work on that a little more, so I can't take you out of stability phase yet. So this next 10-packet session pack that you buy, we all be able to get you closer, and you keep on milking that. Then you might finally tell them, you know what? You're really getting strong. If you see them like they might want to quit, you're really getting strong. Let's get into that strength training now. And you, you use this model. This is how they taught us. You use this model to milk people out of constantly doing packages. Well, I said, F that. This is how I built my legend in the gym. I said, I'm going to go in and I'm going to hammer people's ass from the jump. I'm going to get in their head and I'm going to convince them that they can jump off of a building and fly. And what happened was, I, uh, I produced this presentation binder. So I always took pictures of my clients, and I started taking these, these amazing after pictures and started having them write testimonials. So then when somebody else will come, and I'm going to try to sell them training, I drop my book, open it up, look what I did for this guy. Look at this woman, 60 pounds. Look at this person, 80 pounds. Because I figured if I deliver and stay true to myself, and i be sincere And I don't hold back I'm going to be alright I don't have to gain you I don't have to constantly tell you You ain't shit Because if I'm confident In myself And what I know And what I do I can do it Freely That's the way my daddy raised me My mama raised me But A high level of insecurity has creeped into something that began as something pure. So how did we get here? All right. Let's travel down the lane. Now, I want to say this from a historical perspective. We often brag about how how there were no white people until just a few thousand years ago. All right? We also know that there is evidence that melanated civilization stretches back as far, conservatively, as 200 million years. Shout out to Dr. Eileen, who who introduced the book, Forbidden Archaeology, by Michael Cremo. They drop all that. Actually, they say that they got in the back of the book how they were smelting metal in Africa 2.8 billion years ago. But we don't be conservative and just say 200 million, all right? Well, let me ask you something. Does that mean if we've been around that long, then who were the first people to set trip on melanated people? If we've been around that long and we know that set tripping and hating on each other ain't nothing new, well, who was the first ones to do it? Us. Us. We started to fire. It was us. And I'm not giving Europeans no out, but I'm talking about let's get up off the fantasy world. Let's come out of the romanticism. Let's keep it real. They're only here because of a corruption that already existed in us.
1: We've been scamming
4: each other for a long time. We prey on and scam each other. And yes, white people prey on and scam us too and each other. But right now, I want to deal with us, okay? As far as in our little sacred spaces, what we do to each other. And in the same token, what we do to each other is a reflection of how the world has been changing and devolving over time. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I just started reading. I've had this book for a long time, just now I've cracked it. It's called Quiet by Susan Cain. The Power of Introverts in a World that Can't Stop Talking. I mean, the title itself says a mouthful, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Now, of course, this woman got her angle, and, you know, you got to take, whenever they write, you got to take them with a grain of salt. But there's a lot of good stuff in this book. And one thing it talks about is how in the 19th century, the focus was more on what she calls the culture of character. Now, we know that's always like, come on, character. Let's just, let's just put it in context. Relative to now, 19th century was a culture of character, while the 20th century shifted to the culture of personality. That is very, very key. Very key. The 20th century ushered in the culture of Personality Now what's interesting is that The word personality itself Was not in existence Until the 18th century And from Its etymology guess what it means Mask Your personality is a Mask that You and I put on To present to the world So That is the antithesis Of truth And we know the truth In Hebrew is emeth And emeth is Aleph Aleph, mem, tav Aleph is first Hebrew letter Mem is middle, tav is at the end So that means the truth Is in the beginning, the middle And the end, that means it runs Through That's what the truth is What we see is that in the 20th century, there was a worldwide shift, a collective effort worldwide to present a facade, a mask, a personality, the salesman with the perfect white teeth, the charismatic conversation, the confident walk. And gets you to sign the dotted line to a 20% or 18% interest rate, all because the presentation made you feel good. Wasn't no substance, just made you feel good. That's the culture of personality. It means that 24-7, most people are under mind control and don't even know it. It's because they're in love with the illusion. And if personality ain't an illusion, I don't know what is. Now, in the 21st century, this has gone even further to now where we have the era of mass facades. Let me give you some examples. You choose who you vote for based on perception, if you vote. And hell, a lot of times, People vote just based on a perception. Just the idea that, oh, I'm being a productive citizen. And hell, if you knew how to, how all of it really worked, you would know you just wasted your time standing in line beside somebody whose breath smell like Cool Ranch Doritos. The underarms kicking like they've been at the wire doing push ups all day. You standing in line, somebody smoking Newports and got you coughing. Oh, I'm doing my my job as a citizen. I'm going to vote because I have a voice. All based on the culture of personality. You have online friends based on perception. Most of them people ain't even your friends. Sometimes we listen and follow people based on how many other people are listening and following them. We judge information based on whether it aligns with what we already hold as true. Now, this is a very important one right here. We judge information based on whether it aligns with what we already hold as truth. We don't want to be challenged because it may compromise our current perception of how we see ourselves. Some of us seek debates, even though we say we don't. We seek these debates because we got to constantly assert our dominance for fear that our perceived position will be challenged. If that's not ego, we promote ourselves as possessing secrets that people who don't follow or join under our wing of tutelage will forever be lost from We'll, we'll never know Culture of personality That's what it produces And people Deify other people I created a, I was talking to Blackwater the other day And we, was, we were building on this I want to introduce a term I want to introduce this For record Vicarious Achievement Syndrome Vicarious Achievement Syndrome What do I mean by that? Oppressed people tend to project their desires On their leader Or their anointed messiah or shepherd You know the same thing happened with Hitler Now with Trump Even with President Obama Same thing Project your hopes onto this person. This happens with the preacher. The congregation wants to see their pastor living better than your pastor, even if the, per- the even if the congregations most of them are living in squalor themselves. The same goes for some of our so-called conscious leaders. They brag to you about what they got because they know if it impresses you and you can feel a sense of pride in knowing that you helped somebody ball out, you feel a degree of empowerment because you feel like you were a part of something. And what happens is by projecting your energy on someone else, you create a uh, a vortex or a womb to manifest these things for that person this is see, this is stuff is all connected this is why you know if i want to game you i got to always let you know you ain't on my level you ain't you ain't there yet Shh. You, you you know you can get there but you ain't there yet and if I can get you in that type of mindset and you'll accept that, then you'll also accept the fact that you need to project onto me because you see me either directly or indirectly as your former savior. So I need my savior to be all right. Because if he ain't all right, if she ain't all right, he or she can't save me, which this whole thing is supposed to be about Igniting the power in you. Most of us suffer from a fear of not fitting in or being accepted. We call this the cheers effect. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go, you want to be where you can see that troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. That cheers effect is affected something else. And what happens is, you know, this book, Quiet, is comparing, you know, introverts and extroverts. What's amazing is that social media provides natural introverts with a platform to pretend as if they are actually extroverts. So here we are living in an illusionary world, and we have certain mechanisms that have been created for us to form an another illusionary world within the illusion. And then now there's a new template being formed to go into even deeper illusions. Called virtual reality I mean to Get you pulled further and further And further into the matrix So Getting back to the historical pieces By the 1920s there was a These self-help books Started appearing uh, Geared toward Learning how to become an extrovert And win people over these are some quotes from some different books. To know how to say, to know what to say and how to say it. To create a personality is power. Try in every way to have a ready command of the manners which make people think he's a mighty likable fellow. End quote. There were such publications as uh Success Magazine and the Saturday Evening Post geared toward these pursuits. Here's a 1921 ad for Woodbury Soap. It says, quote, all around people are judging you silently, end quote. William Shaving Cream Company, quote, critical eyes are sizing you up right now, end quote. Now, the American education system followed suit in the 1920s. Listen to this. Quote The experts advise parents to socialize their children well and schools to change their emphasis from book learning to assisting and guiding and the developing personality. End quote. Now let's go to another sort here. Another little small book. This is uh came out in 89, but still has a lot of information that's very uh, relevant to our times. The new media of the 1920s and 1930s. Listen to this.
1: Uh,
4: let's see. The new media of the 1920s and 1930s taught a harsh lesson to advertising leaders who prided themselves on their rationality and seriousness of purpose. Nothing in the logic of modernization has suggested that big business should engage in show business, but the popularity of the new medium demonstrated again and again that the public preferred the frivolous against the serious escape against reality, the diverting as against the significant. Just as the newspaper reader chose the tabloid picture over the serious story and the comic page over the foreign news, and just as the radio audience tuned its style to tasteless comedy rather than classical music, so the consumer would not accept serious advice about products in any medium without a dream world of frivolity and fantasy to go with it. People seem to want escapist fantasy, a feeling of personal identification with fictitious Characters and celebrities Even more than they wanted products Such irrationality Was unfortunate perhaps And advertising agents Liked to think that they Did not share it But it was an irrationality They could not afford to ignore Now ladies and gentlemen This is talking about the 1920s And 30s Almost 100 years ago We're in the year 2017 You understand how much we have Degenerated Deteriorated Devolved Because what was set Was a course of devolution The devolution Of the human mind So I want to change gears Let's talk about magic You know, magic, one thing we can say about magic, it's uh, a series of twists and turns of consciousness geared toward transcendence to that of immediate – let me say that again. It is true these twists and turns of consciousness geared toward transcendence to that of immediate prosperity – that has caused a schism in the understanding of what magic truly is. It is through twists and turns of consciousness geared toward transcendence to that of immediate prosperity. So what I'm saying is the loss of substance being substituted and replaced with the, the infatuation with immediate monetary prosperity has sullied and caused a schism, schism in the understanding of what magic truly is. It means power, but it has been relegated to the level of judgment based on one's ability to acquire reserve notes, as in money, cash. The proficiency of your magic in this climate we live in is judged by your ability to acquire money. Because historically, this is going all the way back I mean this, this goes back and back Before the industrial revolution Before the renaissance This comes down to Your uh, Bourgeoisie and your Merchant class that emerges in Europe In the 13th century This has been building For quite some time When we get to this point Because throughout Those over a thousand years Of history We've been being trained through generation after generation to become what we are today, just mindless consumers. So that is why your magic is judged by your ability to get money because money is connected with your ability to consume. The training of people to be consumers from a toddler stage on is, again, an indirect outgrowth of this change to a culture of personality. Because if you ain't got no substance to you other than your personality, then you got to have something that that validates your worth. And in this world, if you ain't got a certain amount of money, your worth ain't been validated. So part of the reason we we consume is to enforce our normalcy or hopefully superiority over our contemporaries. Let me say that again. Part of the reason we consume is to enforce our normalcy or hopefully superiority. So that means the more that I have the ability to consume gives me a degree, a feeling of superiority to you. I can go and buy Three packs of ink pens from Office Depot. You only got one pen. I'm superior to you, Jack. We consume because we've been trained that it's a reflection of status and success. Success in this paradigm is the ability to consume. And the whole idea of consumption is based on a pig. The pig is the animal that personifies consumption because it will keep taking in, taking in, taking in, consuming. We've been trained since toddler stage to be pigs. The prosperity metaphysics mentality has rendered something sacred to no more than David Blaine tricks because we've been conditioned to be a microwave society. Now, this is another quote from this book, The Unreality Industry. Quote, the constant search for quick-fix solutions is itself one of the principal features of U.S. culture. Quick-fix solutions, however, nearly always perpetuate the problems they are intended to solve and often make them even worse, end quote. So most people say that's not magical thinking, Jamal. Or like somebody said in one of my posts, that's that poverty. You're you celebrating poverty. See, once again, that's an example of not being an active listener. That's why I'm trying not to cuss so much tonight, because I'm trying not to alienate people, trying to really police my mouth so that people don't feel I don't want to in, enlicit, in, in you know, their lower nature to be so combative. Maybe people can listen and hear what I'm saying all the way through when this gets posted online. That's not magical thinking, Jamal, what some may say. But I submit that true magic centers on one's ability to understand and learn even in the midst of a storm. That's magic. Hear me out again. True magic centers on one's ability to understand and learn even in the midst of a storm. If you have the ability to skate around adversity all the time, then it's not living. And that's the cloak of a false reality, and that ain't magical. There would be no need for a spirit to be slowed down to the rate where the dense matter coagulates into a soul that falls into a body if there is nothing to learn and observe from the experience. If we accept that the mind is all, that means, and we are the original pieces of that mind, that means we created this muck and dirt of a reality we live in, then it had to have been for a purpose. And if there, is no, if there is no resistance applied, I can't build no muscle. I build muscle in the gym because I have to fight against resistance. So if I view magic as my ability to remove all resistance, there ain't nothing magical about that. The magic is to have the ability to be under pressure, under resistance, and to endure, and to take that pressure and to transform it. That's called alchemy. So I got a question. If I say that I have little currently as far as in money, do you judge me as being an inefficient magician and lacking power? Many will say yes, because like I said, we have been taught from day one that the ability to consume denotes power, which consumption is one of the most powerless things that we can participate in, because you have to give energy to consume. One of my definitions of power is to have the ability to see beyond this world, to transcend mentally this illusion and to imagine a new nation. Now, the manifestation of currency is to provide the means of survival to allow one to complete this mission. But if your primary focus is to seek comfort, didn't Brother Bobby already address this? I'm going to play it again. If your primary focus is to seek comfort, then you are displaying your reliance upon and secret love of the matrix. And that means that if the price is right, you'll do whatever to gain a better place in the matrix. I'm going to take a pause. We're gonna run this Bobby again for those who might not have heard it. I want to just to let me let me read what I said. And then we're gonna roll with this Bobby again. One of my definitions of power is to have the ability to see beyond this world, to transcend mentally this illusion, and to imagine a new nation. Now, the manifestation of currency is to provide the means of survival to allow one. To complete this mission If your primary focus Is to seek comfort Then you are displaying Your reliance upon And secret love of the matrix That means if the price is right You'll do whatever To gain a better place In the matrix The master Let him speak
3: And the creator who created it Pain and suffering is the only true thing that is pure. Suffering is just like the God of Lama. Now, in Nana, if you get the book, The book there's a book called uh, the Book of Anonymous. And in there, she has to go through a whole series of transformations, and she has to take off all this jewelry, all her clothes, that she has to strip, because she's ascending into a world to get to a higher level, and at the end of the journey, she dies, and when she dies, she literally, uh, she literally uh, uh, gained a whole lot of um, spiritual insight and spiritual power also to do what she wanted to do. So the Ananda story was also changed to Job in the book because they can't have the, the, the woman going through the process in the patriarchal religion. So Joe becomes the great sufferer. Um, and black people, in a sense, are, the are suffering. He said, well, Why do I have to suffer? Because suffering is the only thing that is pure. Because if this is a dogma, if you're a prison and you rebel against the prison, that's pure. You don't never want to know I accept the prison that you're in. So pain and suffering is the only thing that is pure. And so therefore, it's inevitable. See you like that we can't shake this pain and suffering on some kind of level and stuff. So. Look like we are on the right damn price Because that shit will follow us like damn now.
1: You see what i Pain and suffering going to come and you can catch code
3: coat and all the if you want. But if something will go wrong, it will. You know, and that's just the way it is. Why the hell do you think these white Jews are trying to doggone... Cold the
1: market
3: on this suffering. Back. You feel me? <laughs> and why is it? Like I said, why is it that the movie Hellraiser, when you when you when they saw the little, these the, the syllabites come and all, and they doing all kind of horrible things for pain and suffering? So they're trying to tell you this is pain and suffering in an illusionary world. It may be pain and suffering in the Matrix, but in actuality, it is paradise outside this illusionary world. Mm. And what is the white boy saying to to to, to give you an anesthesia? Right. No, Remember, he calls us an incontinuous towards learning. The white boy calls us an incontinuous towards learning and understanding because he calls it luxury. You see what I'm saying? Which is the dog on anesthesia. You see what I'm So even our protest that we talk about is all still based on luxury. Right.
2: You
3: see what I'm saying? Sometimes the shit that ain't going right like in this man's world that you want to go back to so you can not have no problem. You see what
1: I'm saying? Right. And I have to keep
3: reminding myself This shit does
4: not exist We're a bunch of dead There we go I had to run that one more time Brother Bobby Hemet To reiterate What we are Basically saying here tonight, to pick up where I left off, if the price is right, some of us will do whatever to gain a better place in the matrix. This is why dudes have debates and argue about somebody trying to hurt their earnings. This is why dudes brag about how they're booked for lectures. This is why dudes will sit around for five hours shitting on people. trying to convince their audience of how lofty they are. This is why mediocre people pretend to be celebrities and give themselves little cute nicknames and shit. They are just as much a pawn of the matrix as the people they try to belittle and talk down to. Now, you want to know what magic is? When we got $10 and my wife stretched that shit and still prepared a gourmet meal. That's alchemy, baby. When we get the call out of the blue and somebody needs our services and drop $75 in our PayPal, that's magic. When you know someone is plotting on your demise and doors mysteriously open up with just enough space for you to get through because, as Brother Bobby says, my sincerity is my credentials. So I don't have to brag to you about how well I got it. Because in the midst of so many people putting on facades, some of us got to keep it real with you, and you got to keep it real with yourself. Don't give me all this shit about how gravy your life is. I don't care how much magic you think you got. You still got some shit you're struggling with, and that's okay. It's okay to be honest. That don't mean you still can't imagine yourself a new reality. Because you can, and that's why in the Bible it says in Mark 10 and 15, come as a child when you had that vivid imagination. No, I'm not preaching no poverty concept or celebrating poverty, but I ain't going to sit here and fake it because I understand the necessity of struggle. My own personal struggles have made me, I'm a made nigger, have made me at 40 years old this person you hear coming to you with a degree of understanding. Not because I'm the master and I've just been able to just skip and frolic my way through because I have been through struggle after struggle after struggle. Therefore, I've been through the fire so I can understand and I can communicate from the battlefield. Let's talk about altering your reality. We can alter our reality to an extent meaning you ultimately alter this illusion through understanding and then application of, application of that understanding. If you're going through something, that's what I want you to do. I want you to focus more on what the message or lesson is than the removal of the problem that troubles you. Let me say that again. If you are going through a nine times out of nine, you are going through something right now in your own way. I want you to focus more on the message or the lesson that you're supposed to pull out of it more so than just removing the problem. The magic and the deliverance comes through your understanding of why. And that's major Heart chakra work Because you have to Do less work with your mouth And more work with your humility And I'm not talking about letting people run you over But I'm talking about in humbling yourself to accept That sometimes Or most of the time you You lost And you need answers But by losing yourself, you find yourself. That's the magic. That's the magic that I can report on. By losing myself, I found myself. And I'm sorry if that ain't entertaining enough. Or if that ain't attractive enough. For some of us. But there are some people, somebody's going to hear this, and somebody's going to feel that this nigga is real. He's telling the truth. He ain't trying to front. Now, I want to shift gears again, and I want to move into why it is important that we Refocus our mind's eye on what's really important. I want y'all to understand something here. What's really going on and what's the real agenda? We're going to have to accept the fact that the world is not salvageable. The world as we know it is not salvageable. As long as we remain within this paradigm, there will never be peace, there will never be harmony, and there will never be justice, not in this world as we know it. Now, does that sound defeatist to you? Does it sound like a quitter? Well, good. I'm glad it does. I'm glad it does. Because there are times when one must know When and how to give up We must give up ideas and illusions That cannot be altered Because of their placement In the time cycle continuum We got to understand where we are at
1: In the series of times
4: And we can come to this level of understanding by closely evaluating the countless creation stories across world culture, I challenge us to go out and start reading some different creation stories from across the globe. And I was going to read something out of the, uh, uh, Walter Scott's Hermetica, but I'm just going to paraphrase out of the perfect sermon of Ascalipius, where Ascalipius is talking to Tahuti. And basically Tehudi tells them that, you know, Egypt is going to go into ruins. You know, no one will hold this place sacred and reverent anymore, and they won't hold the knowledge and wisdom sacred and reverent anymore. And the people are going to be slaves. And Asclepius begins to cry. And Tehudi says, does this make you cry? And he basically tells him, don't be dismayed because in the West, The gods will rise back up And my will be restored It will be the people in the west Who will bring about The transition The transmutation And the final stage Of alchemy To form the Philosopher's Stone And we come to this conclusion By understanding that there are no ends There are only doorways Like they say about baby's kids, they don't die, they multiply. That's the story of us. We're like the universal cockroaches. You can't kill us. It is time for us to start preparing our minds to go through the doorway. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I want you going on YouTube, I want you to you need to go and subscribe to this channel, World Economic Forum. You want to see what real Illuminati agenda looks like? Go to YouTube and go to World Economic Forum. Because real Illuminati agenda is not all this spooky shit. It's very scientific and it's very conservative. I'm not talking about no strong thumb, I'm talking about this very laid-back, non-assumed, unassuming. There's no fame showing, but they're talking very calmly. They're having conferences. And let me tell you some of the stuff they're talking about. No more large grocery stores in the future. They'll mostly be animated and will have data saved as to your shopping habits and preferences. You see the flashes of it now with your reward cards where they're tracking your purchases right now. You notice you go in a grocery store Less and less Human monitored checkouts More of these automated checkouts Foreshadowing to the future Here in this part of Texas Any major highway you're driving down You're going to see these huge 100,000, 200,000 square foot uh, Warehouses being put up Brand new construction What's going to go in there? Your food and all your resources will be put into these warehouses. And all of your necessities will be delivered to you. That means all of your necessities can be cut off. That's the future. The memory for computers will be digitized DNA. Like the homie say, Gino said, the, the, the mark of the beast in the hand is the cell phone. But the, but on those same lines, their goal is for us to become the new app. You will be the app, the new smartphone, but you will not be the central processing unit. You will be controlled remotely. That's the new cloning. It's not about some evasion of the body snatches. It is your, your mind Is what will be controlled And this is the new form of slavery Soldiers coming home from war As amputees are being used To soften the reality of humans Merging with machines And they foreshadowed to this too I remember as a child watching Six million dollar man And the bionic woman They were already looking 30, 40 years down the road. We always trying to look back or trying to tell somebody how much more I got than you. See how juvenile our minds are? Illuminati Agenda. Check out Fringe on Netflix. You'll see in some of the episodes they, they use something called Amber and this amber is, of course, is amber colored, like this oranges, burnt orange color, and it's used to freeze people in time. Hmm. Where is orange located on your chakras? Isn't that one of your lower three chakras?
1: Isn't
4: that the color used on most of our highway signs? Amber. Isn't that the name given to the Amber Alert? We're already being conditioned through our subconscious. Nothing's by happenstance. You need to go and check out the the series 100 on Netflix. You need to check out Helix on Netflix. And finally, you need to check out Black Mirror. That brother who stars in the movie Get Out, we saw him a long time ago on Black Mirror. Now, all of the above focuses on a future that represents slavery for humanity as a whole. As a whole, I'm talking about black and white slavery. Even our preoccupation with likes and thumbs up online is leading to our dis- demise. I specifically want you to go and watch the episode Nose Nosedive on episode, uh, season three of Black Mirror. And you'll see what I mean by that. This whole Donald Trump fiasco is part of a distraction and an implosion in and of itself. It represents the matrix collapsing, but also being used as a springboard. For further agendas Which I've already hinted towards up top Finally You are nothing more than food For a high stakes game Of vampirism And melanated people Are the most sought after food On the market Now why did I go into that Relative to The conversation we've had tonight Understand that this whole prosperity metaphysics thing and all the, 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 all these different things, you got people who sit around in rooms who don't work. And all they, they got time day in, day out to plot and to watch and monitor and develop strategies because they don't work. Their job is to control you and I. So if we need to have a mechanism to keep people locked into this reality... And we know that this whole metaphysical and occult genre is a a degree, is a a system of studying that can free slaves cosmically. Then we need to do whatever we need to to cause strife, division, battling, debating, scoring, high-siding, whatever we need to do, high-capping, Whatever we need to do That will divert from the original mission Of the whole movement Which is transformation Transmutation Becoming God and beyond To boldly go where no mind has gone before That's what this is supposed to be about Because they own their game They know they're handicaps, and they have things in play to address them. We sitting around bullshitting, talking about I got more damn Hot Wheel cars than you got. I ate two Pop Tarts this morning. You ain't have none. We need to get back on cold. That's all I got this evening If you got something you want to say Real quick Question or whatever Phone lines open Press 1 This Brother Jamal Sitting in for the good brother Blackwater Magician Tips and Tricks Tuesday Here on First World Order Radio About to wrap this thing up Anybody got any Comment Speak now or hold your peace until we meet again. I just, um, I know, I know. What am I trying to say? I know sometimes the way I say things, it's like, man, that's just not conducive to, man. You wanna, you ain't gonna get your following built up like this, Jamal. I mean, like, man, you got to. Um, but I guess, no, I don't guess. I gotta, there's something. Maybe it's a bit of an insanity. Um, I just sit back and I analyze things. Let's just say that I analyze myself, I analyze the world, I analyze my surroundings and um we are all challenged to keep looking at the big bigger picture, you know the bigger picture. It's so easy, you know, everything now is being created to where you got a grocery store in your neighborhood, a gym in your neighborhood, a Walmart in your neighborhood. That's by design too, just to get your, to where you only see what's around you and so you don't your your eyes don't venture out and your mind definitely don't venture out beyond just your immediate little hamlet, your little surroundings. We've got to keep pushing Got uh got one caller we're gonna bring in. Six eight two. What's good? Oh, good evening, brother Jamal. Can you hear me?
2: Good evening. Hi How you I doing? To
3: call in and tell you I'm doing good. How are you? This Thank is Miss Zeta and I just wanted to call in and tell you a good cheer. And you know when you're seeking truth. Uh, you're not so caught up in following someone. That was just in reference to your uh, last comment about Mm -hmm. building a following. When one is seeking truth, Mm -hmm. it's not about following anyone. But I just wanted to share with you that this is a good share, that's all.
4: Well, I appreciate you, and uh, thank you for listening in and for your uh, contributing always. You're welcome. Appreciate you too, brother.
2: Thank you. Peace.
3: All right. Peace.
0: 281, what's good? What's going on, brother Jamal? What's good? The God body.
4: Brother Krishna. what's happening?
0: Man, hey just listening, tuning in, man, soaking it all in. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. what you were saying, it had me thinking about, um, you know, yesterday, you know, everything, you know, going going groovy, man. And, you know, I got a – had a mishap yesterday, you know, an imbalance. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of knocked me off my pivot, you know, and I knew it, you know, and I was just thinking about the ego, you know, and – how we express ourselves hourly and um, I remember something that uh you know uh my ex girl daddy used to say about um whenever we you know like if, if in the morning where we wanna you know we wanna wake up and get things started and we'll just lay there and just be laying in the bed and not uh and not moving. She said something to the effect of like um okay, resistance. Like like where or, or basically, not mm-hmm. being able to get get over that So, you mm-hmm. know, um, just, just you know, because it, it, for me, it's like me getting things accomplished is what what puts things into a balance. But if I, if I stay off my pivot, then I know that's not gonna, you know, um, that's not gonna assist in terms of getting me back into a balance. You know, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't work for me. So. Um, I guess my I guess my my question. Uh, this is kind of a, a comment, and I'm just freestyling because I was had so many thoughts while you was talking. Um, is in terms of you know uh, you know like in working out when you break down the muscle and it grows back stronger, you know, is that when the when the pressure comes in or the pain or what have you. Is that that is a uh, can be a vehicle for a, a, a coming back or upgrade or coming back in a, in a stronger capacity to be uh-huh. able to keep things in a balance more uh, more often, you know. So that uh-huh. be, my, my uh-huh. be my question. That be my question in terms of uh, pressure and and uh, reacting to pressure. You saying
4: how to how to convert it or
0: well, well just a just a a question of that whenever the pressure comes that uh, that being able like being able to go through it and up you know come back with a with an upgrade or be able to 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 come back stronger like the muscle you know is mm-hmm. is that is is that something that you know um that you would say is a truism you know and, no in life no doubt i mean
4: that's that's the story of that's our, i that's our story as a collective you know um i think this is what i think is is the, the turning point though i think this world we live in so much of our time is colonized either by us not having good command over our, our organ, organizational skills with our time or by just different things pulling on our time, like, you know, going to work and, you know, then maybe got to go to a second job and uh, taking the kids to a baseball game. But it's, you know, just different things and what that does is a lot of times can rob us of the ability to have the peace of mind to sit and really think about what's the bigger picture here you know what i'm saying to be able to sit and think for a minute like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is um this is something setting me up for something greater than this or I'm going through an initiation. That's that's the that's the 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 point I've gotten to in my life where when I sit and examine the last seven years of my life, you know, I mean, just look at thirty-three. We know the significance of the number thirty-three, and I can see, you know, in 2010 I was 33, and in 2010 all types of crazy shit started happening with me. You know, I was being forced into a, another another world. And then, here I am, I just turned 40. And we know 40 is when you're supposed to graduate out of the, in ancient Kemet. That's when you, you know, you're supposed to come out of the mystery system at 40. Right. So, as I look back over these seven years, I'm like, man, I've been going through an initiation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And it took me to get to this side of it for me to have that because I don't want to hear that shit in 2011, 2012. Like, if somebody would have told me back then, ooh, player, you got another five years of this shit, <laughs> I think I would have lost my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sometimes yeah. it's good to be ignorant of how long you're going to be in that <laughs> But just to accept, the, you know, be able yeah, to accept. Like, fair. okay, I, I'm I'm transforming into something, you know. Right. But I, I don't know if that if that if that answers the question.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate it, brother Bob.
4: No doubt, no doubt. I always appreciate y'all listening in.
0: Hey, for sure. Appreciate the information. No doubt, we'll chop it up. Oh, for so, for so, right. All right. Well
4: I guess we're gonna wrap this thing up. Um hold on, we gotta get one more. Seven one three. Got you open. Peace.
2: Hello? 7- yeah,
4: you on you live, brother. You have something you wanna add?
0: You talking to me? I can't hear
4: Yeah, I got you open. So you did was you oh, want okay. to make what's a comment or?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know I was through. Hey, what's going on, brother? Um just wanted to comment on um, what you were saying about the consumer, the consumers, you know, uh-huh. and then the consumer and consumption. Um, I had a conversation with uh-huh. back air, yeah, We were talking about the destroyer, and this, this, that, and the other. So we're talking about the destroyer. We got to talking about Galactus, and I've been looking at the studying these. DC Comics Encyclopedias and Marvel Comics Encyclopedias. You know i mm-hmm. so Just reading up on Galactus and reading up a lot of uh, these destroyers. Cause, you know, when I hear just my personal thing, when I hear somebody say I'm a destroyer, I'm like, oh, okay. But in turn, I think like, what the fuck this nigga talking about? <laughs> or oh, the I'm like <laughs> in the field. I said, well, let me go check and see what this, you know, look this up and see what's going on here. Um, so it came to me last week, the biggest consumer, they've been telling us since the 80s, black people are the biggest consumers. And what does Galactus do? He consumes um, the earth. You know, um, I think, oh, that's black here. hole. We the biggest consumer. They've been telling me this shit since the fucking 80s. And that shit just hit me last week. I was like, God damn, okay, I had to study the comic books to get uh-huh. this shit.
1: Uh-huh, you know,
0: uh-huh. and so we just got to look uh-huh. at it a different way. When we were talking about consumption, like, oh, black people need to quit buying this, and no, fuck that, consume this motherfucker, consume this motherfucker. You destroying it? I tell you that what Galactic does, he, these motherfuckers destroy. They consume the goddamn earth. You know, they consume it.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: I can smoke and a bag telling, of Why they been like, telling us this, this you. since the 80s? We, huh? Hello?
4: No, I'm saying I I hear you. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've been telling us that since the 80s. And you got, you could have gone anywhere in America from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, to now. you go to church, anywhere, goddamn, they telling you all black people need to goddamn big, quit being the biggest consumers. They acting like that shit is a negative thing. Okay, why are we fucking in a capitalistic society? It's a negative thing. It's a negative thing in the hit and the cold sense, which we ain't catching on to. Uh-huh, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
4: Well, this is how this, 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 is how this thing plays out. You got You got messages that are tailored for the people that they're for.
0: The people who are
4: out there mindlessly consuming, this message ain't for them. They gonna do what they gonna do regardless. And, and, and all of us have a role that we gotta play. Because see, because all of us gonna go through the doorway regardless. So you gotta have those people that I'm with you. Yeah, they need to be. They need to be playing their role, consuming. But but for us. Who dealing with this on a PhD level? We got a role we got to play, and our role is that our minds are the catalyst to activate the the, the mindless consumption that they go through. They're doing their part of consuming the raw material, but somebody got to light the flame that's gonna ignite the bomb. So our job in the Ph.D. course is to make sure that we do our part to ignite the flame. While they do their part of consuming, like the black hole does, the black hole sucks, vacuums up the whole universe. But on the other side of a black hole also is something called a quasar. And a quasar is where well, all that has all the energy that has been sucked in now explodes at the other end. And we know in mythology that the, 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 the lightsaber, the, the sword, the eye, the flame, all is a is a weapon of destruction. So in essence, we are everybody's playing their part. Ooh. The consumer Ooh. playing their part. Ooh. And and us, on this level, are playing our part. So, you know, there's only going to be a certain category of people who are going to even listen to this line of information. And that's Mm -hmm. who we're addressing, you know, the masters, you know. And and the priesthood has always been a small group that is a, a small nucleus that is moving and moving the whole, uh, all of the orbital bodies that go around it, they're moving around that little small priesthood, and they all got a role. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you, and then I, and that's a good point. It's a good point.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, was something else I wanted to say. I'm going to a little blank here. Um, there was something else on destroy You think I wanted to talk about this shit? I ain't write nothing down. So, all right, brother Jamal, you know, just wanted to touch base with you on that, man. Just, just no
1: doubt, song, no man. doubt.
4: Appreciate you listening in and contributing, you know.
1: All right, always. all right, brother.
4: All right, man, I got a, I got somebody over here ready to destroy some shit.
1: All right,
0: bet, bet. But, uh, Y'all be easy Alright, bet, bet Peace oh, Alright
4: We uh, We about to wrap it up And I just want to thank everybody For listening in this evening Shout out to Dr. Eileen And Goddess Kadira Blackwater, the Metal Magician, Brother Fahim L, whole First World Order family. Just another reminder. The Inner Sanctum will be in Indianapolis, April 8th, 2017, at Unity Center. That's 2163 North Illinois Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46202. Saturday the 8th, 4 to 8 p.m., $15 donation at the door. Contact Mrs. Zeta9 at gmail.com if you got any questions. And we're going to get it in. we uh, going to cover everything, religion, Catholicism, Protestant Reformation. We're going to look at breakdown scripture from a metaphysical standpoint. We're going to get into some hermetic philosophy, etymology, sacred sciences, eschatology, and much, much more. And I got a treat for uh, the people in that area too, just specific to the folk in that area that uh been doing a little research that I'm going to get into as well. So look forward to seeing everybody's face in the place April 8th in Indianapolis. Also, just a reminder go over, take a stop by my YouTube channel, The Gnosis. Subscribe, share, share these uh, broadcasts on your Facebook, your Google, um, whatever other devices you use. And, um, you know, let's keep the, keep the knowledge flowing. Thank you everybody again for listening in. Remember, stay down till you get up. And when you get up, stay down.
0: Brother Jamal signing out. Peace.
4: Hip hop twenty-three
1: oh one, real hip hop. Classes
2: in session. H.J. <laughs> Robinson. Look sucker, I ain't your butler, you help your porter, I bring the fuck
1: ya,
4: I am perfect disorder, pecking order when you're challenging mine, you're non-initiated, 33 steps behind, and my fans are not consumers, that's like calling them swines, they are intelligent listeners, none better you find, the spiraling violet, like the kundalini snake inside, my spine Enlightened mine,
2: yeah the light bulb shines, all night like Motel 6, no tricks, no gimmicks, I kick real life, no skits, that's it, this is H.J. Generator, operator destroyer, the t- so Niko, to those cyclops employers, so, so prophetic warrior rise from the abyss. Fifth LA
4: close, fist, I exist in the dark. So my light can't persist. I'm on some SO, no, so uh-huh. kitty rap, so no no but is a college course when I flow That's the whole right. class shows.
2: HJ <laughs> Robinson, yes, sir. The album, Revolution. Get it now. available on iTunes, CD Baby,
1: etc., etc.